But I love this too. I saw this in a fresh way, Psalm 37, 1 through 8, to encourage us and and um, just know also God's still on the throne and and we see it from a full perspective, which is really good. You definitely pray. We as well, I don't mention these things often, but for years our ministry supports Israel. So just know that too, as you support us, it's often every month actually going to Israel missions. We have a heart. And I think it's interesting with our academy, um, Scott Volk taught like the week before everything went mayhem. And I think that was no, no coincidence. And I feel like every time, I don't know if you remember, David, last time you were here, was it Iraq went into, uh, yeah, because David was here. So anytime Brimer comes, just know the world is, I'm serious. I was, I remembered in worship. I said, wait, last time he was here. Um, and he does just always carry that heart um, just for the nations. And, um, but I just thought that was, that was ironic because David Papavisi was with us as well. And want to encourage you guys too, like, you know, we love the full word of God. We love God's goodness, his kindness, his mercy, but also the severity, truth. We love the full word of God. And I think it would behoove us to wake up as well. I always touch on this stuff. And I feel like sometimes people are like, You're, what are you talking about? Man, I, the birds are chirping. We're good. But shaking's going to increase in the earth. And it's going to hit the West just as much as the East. And I think it's healthy. We know that. And I love that David was singing you know, Jesus being the rock where we are built upon and founded in. He's the sheer foundation because we're kidding ourselves if we don't think. Just you can watch Israel. Normally it's a time clock. And you start watching things like that and don't think it's not going to touch home one day. And just being honest with you, this is how I talk to my kids straight up. Gospel. Our students know it, but I don't always we'll start going here on Sundays. No, I'm teasing. We do. Um, but no, I tell them, I say, look, if you deny this is red letters, the Lord Jesus, the, the, the same Lord that we all say we follow. Out of his mouth, he says, I'm telling you right now, if you de- deny me before men, the angels of God will deny you before my father. This is the gospels. If you don't deny me, we won't, I won't deny you. I love David Papavisi. They baptize people in the Middle East and they, they make them make a covenant that they're going to give their life for the gospel. You know, and I think it's just healthy that we wake up and realize, hey, we're not in some candy land. Like, we need to really mean this thing. I love that David said that too. Like, let, let's really get saved. Like, not this American wishy washy, like, let's read this book, yield to it, and I'll lay our life down for the gospel and, um, and realize he's a good God too and loving and kind, but just know shakings coming. If you think it's going to curve back and we're going to avoid it. Um, and so that's, that's really, really good. But anyway, watch this, uh, chapter 37, verses 1 through 8, bunch of gold in here, and I'm just going to hit it quick, but I love you'll notice three times in the context of enemies seemingly um, having the upper hand, God says, do not fret, three times. And so I love that to remind us so you can apply it to your own life, but watch this, some of the New King James, verse 1, do not fret because of evildoers nor be envious of the workers of iniquity for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. You could sit there forever. Feed on his faithfulness. I love that April opened up this morning with thankfulness and thank you, Jesus. This is kind of what we're going to hit this morning. But um, if you Keep reading verse four, delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. We all love that one. You notice how we plucked that verse out of like straight up calamity and the wicked, you know, wicked overcoming. It's so funny how we do that. Delight yourself in the Lord. It's like right smack in the middle of evildoers, you know, but it's good. Verse five, commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. God's going to do it. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Here it is again. Do not fret because of him who prospered in his way. Because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. There it is again. It only causes harm. So I love that perspective as well. While yet um, we definitely... 
pray, bless, mourn with those who mourn. We also um, don't fret and get caught off into, you know, uh, Jesus sitting up there biting his fingernails. And uh, I love that right in the middle of it, it's like, don't, don't fret. Justice is coming. Light will stand true. They'll be cut down like the grass. And God's so good. So, um, so I love that. But anyway, um, let's pray. And we're going to be over in First Thessalonians. It won't keep you long at all. And uh, it'll be good. Lord, thank you so much for this uh, time together. Thank you so much for your presence, Lord. You're so good. You're so good. Thank you for your word. I pray that you have your way this morning. Lord, um, be glorified. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, yeah, I forgot this real quick. Um, a dream I had that, don't raise your hand on this one. It's kind of a correction, but it's good. Um, the Lord disciplines those he loves. And you know, we just love, again, the fullness of God. But it's very clear. Uh, could be in the, in the house or online across the world. Again, don't raise your hand. We, we will have people here to pray at the end. We just want to love you. See you fall more in love with Jesus. But there's somebody involved with um, fornication or adultery. Um, amen, Sunday morning. <laughs> I'm just, we just preach it like it is. Uh, um, but you need to know, I just want to make sure we teach the truth here. The Bible is very, very clear on that. Um, so fornication, just to be super clear, it's sexual involvement outside of marriage. And adultery is sexual involvement when you or somebody else or in a marriage, but not, not the same one. And um, it's real clear, the Bible, this is again, so crystal clear throughout the word of God that fornicators and adulterers will not enter the kingdom of heaven. And the Lord wants to uh, turn your heart back to him. Simply that uh, pornography is also fornication because Jesus upped it in the New Testament. He says, if you look upon a woman with lust in your heart, you've committed fornication. And I'm just going to tell you straight now, okay? I preach this real hard in Colombia, but I'm a little more evangelistic on crusades. I'm trying to stay pastoral. But we need the fear of the Lord again. Again, not religious bony finger God. He loves you. His loving kindness leads to repentance, but also godly sorrow leads to repentance. His holiness, the, the narrow path leads to life. And I'm just telling you really clearly, if you think, because compromise and just the broad path, it's crept in and it's, it's, it's dulling people's senses. The convictions are getting dull. And just so you know, biblical truth, this is, this is Bible. It's 11, 15, 15 seconds. Again, it could be online, I pray. A lot easier. They're probably throwing stuff at the TV or we lost you on YouTube. We probably lost a ton of viewers. That's fine. <laughs> but, you know, say you're in unrepented sin, fornication, whatever it may be. And um, God's good. If it's a past, we don't do shame and condemnation. But I'm meaning sin unrepented for. Um, if the Lord Jesus came back at 11, 16, 20 seconds, you would go to hell forever. That's Bible. There isn't, well, but he understands. He does, but he does not bend his word for no one. So it's, it's very important for him to give prophetic dreams. He's after your heart. He loves you. Jesus stands glorified with holes in his hands, enthroned, showing his love is unconditional for all mankind, but we must turn. And how it works, I love that David hit that, that salvation would hit in a real way across um, the, we didn't talk, he didn't know I was going to go here either, but I really pray it would return again. You know, the Bible talks about when Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit in Acts 2, he preached and it cut the heart of men. He said, what shall we do? He said, repent and be baptized. Super easy. Jesus loves you. But there is a true gospel going forth. And, um, you know, that's, it is what it is. So I just want to encourage you that he's trying to get your heart back unto the Lord. Yeah, and where I was going is it's real simple. If people die, just 101 Christianity, a lot of people don't know this stuff. When somebody crosses over, if they're not born again, their soul goes to hell. And then ultimately, hell is thrown into the lake of fire. So the Bible says it's, it's appointed man wants to die, then the judgment. You're in hell until the judgment, then when you get judged, you're in the lake of fire, the Bible says. It was for the devil and his angels, right? If you're born again, of course, it's, it's the other side. You're in heaven until the books are open, the book of life, and so forth. But I want to encourage you guys. Um, we were just in, not just, but our last crusade was in Colombia. 
And I had a similar either dream or I saw it in prayer. And so I was preaching it real hard there. We were more in evangelistic mode. And uh, my interpreter, Andy, that many of you will know, he, he's interpreting for me. We didn't talk. But after, he was like, man, you had no idea. A grandmother came up to me. We were preaching all services, uh, all week, multiple services. But that specific one, he said, is a grandmother. That's what was going on with their, her, uh, I think, grandson. You know, I think he was in the service. And so I didn't know it. But again, just today is the day of salvation. No, it's not popular, but we need to know the Bible. Super healthy. And this, this type of stuff came out of the Lord's mouth. And we must repent and follow the Lord. And he'll give you grace, mercy. We're going to be up here to pray at the end. Or if you're online, um, you want to turn. And um, it will be good. All right, you want to do the good stuff now? <laughs> First verse Thessalonians 5. Um, thank you, Lord. So I was going to um, go, uh, I've been in First Kings, and it's been really, really good, and I was going to go in um, chapter 13, there's so much gold there, it's a very like peculiar passage where the, the man of God brings the word and the prophet lies to him and all that, it's, it, but there's a lot of really good stuff in there, maybe we'll go there another, another time. Um, but I was waiting on the Lord yesterday morning, and I really felt strongly to go back here of something I actually just jumped into with our third-year students. I may expound a little more out of First Thessalonians, and then it was even um, awakened out of a dream last night at a chapter and verse. It's just the Lord will do it sometimes where it's fun. At 121, which is another verse, it'll tie in, and it's golden. So First Thessalonians 5, you want to turn there quick? Some people out there white knuckles. I hope the Lord doesn't come back <laughs> before we have the altar call. No, no, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Jesus loves you. It'll be good. But um, I forget who it was. Was it John Wesley or Whitfield? Those old preachers were gunners, man. Um, he he said, um, you know, something about the you don't don't want to get caught in the hands of an angry God. Who is that? Whitfield or Wesley? Anyway, this is, listen, man, they would basically, it's funny, I was um, I was talking to a Keith Collins last week, you all remember, he was such a blessing to the house, and I said, would you rather be on the stage or the floor? I like the floor, I just like to be amongst the people. He said, no, the floor is good. He says, I don't want to be like the, I guess he was saying the Dutch Reformed, he said they would climb two stories and just damn everybody to hell and like preach down at them and stuff. <laughs> it was so funny. But some of them old preachers, they literally said people that they're white knuckles on the pews, just just uh, the fear of the Lord. And we just want both. It's really, really good. It's healthy. Um, but this morning, what I want to talk to you about is three quick points out of First Thessalonians 5 that will hopefully bless you. It's really challenging me. And they are three points that guarantee um, that you're in the will of God. And, and it's awesome because um, God doesn't do this uh, quite often in Scripture because we, we tend to be so dogmatic. Like you'll rarely see where the Lord will say, this is that other than blatant sin or love me with all your heart, things like this. But he often leaves it generic enough because we must follow him and be guided by him. We start, we're the ones that start denominations and rules and box in and this, that, and the other. But it's funny, this these three points I'm going to share with you you can tell God was not nervous about us getting too dogmatic on it or forming a, a new, you know, cult or religion. And it's literally the perfect will of God in Christ Jesus in three exact points. And um, hopefully it'll bless you guys. So I'll read it first, just talk to you from my heart, and it'll be good. We'll start in verse 16, and it's through 18. You'll see them, and then we'll, we'll chat. Oh, yeah, y'all hear that bass? Somebody's got a sound system. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, sir. I hope they're playing gospel music on a Sunday morning. I'm teasing. <laughs> um, our online family, you, you missed out on the glory of the, the base next door. Okay. <laughs> Verse 16. Rejoice always. This is so good. First off, a lot, a lot of people love to um, kind of talk about the shortest verse in the scriptures. Uh, where it says Jesus wept. 
And it is by letters, but here's another one with a two-word verse. And uh, Paul writes to the church of Thessalonica, rejoice always. We know in Philippians 4, he says it again. He says, rejoice always. Again, I say rejoice. I mean, he goes so out of his way so often in this regards because I think our natural leaning as humans, and I've been guilty of this plenty, is to go the other way. So when you start seeing the Lord be so dogmatic about something, saying rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks. Watch, that's the end of verse 18. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It's so clear. Crystal clear is not mincing words, meaning if you ever get outside of rejoicing, you've gotten outside of the will of God. And because and it's very um, matter of fact. He didn't say most of the time give thanks. In everything, give thanks. And so if it's nine out of ten and the one out of ten I did not give thanks, I'm not in the will of God that's that's in Christ Jesus. And that's okay. He loves us, but let's try and go better there. Does that make sense to you guys? And I see this as like, man, a real butter lane if we'll lean more to these type verses. And when I say butter lane, it's just, I stem that from Job 29, 6, where he says, when my feet were bathed with butter. It's a real favor lane that God breathes upon. And um, just any more, as I've been walking with the Lord for years, I'm noticing the real generals of the faith, they master verses like this. I'm just going to be real candid with you guys. Anybody can tap into dreams, visions, prophecy, get to the third heavens, and I love all that. But I start looking about the people that are rejoicing always, and in everything they give thanks. And they pray without ceasing. Like um, This is where it, it sets us apart to be more like him is all. Not that we can be amazing saints, but that we can give him glory. And so this first one, um, rejoice always. That, that word rejoice actually means to choose to be glad. Like it's not something that just falls on you from out of heaven. It's a choice. You know, um, anybody can rejoice when like something great happens. The world can do that. Like you win a million dollar lottery, you know, that just is an emotion that hits you. You're like, yes, Lord, you better tithe on it. No, I'm teasing. I'm totally teasing. Um, I'm totally kidding. But, uh, uh, but I love that it's like a, it means to choose um, joy, you know, choose to be glad. And as I was kind of digging through it in a fresh way, um, and it always is always, you don't really study that in Greek, it's all the time. I think the pitfall to us can be sometimes, if we're not careful, is it's easy to rejoice in the celebratory times, you know, the very just times of great excitement, those highs, the highs of life that we all hit. Super easy there. The low lows, it's hard sometimes, but even those with enough biblical understanding and they, they want to walk you know, with God and please him, they typically something really hard will hit, a great travesty or casualty, something in life, trial, and they know to choose rejoicing. They say, no, praise God anyway, let's, let's go. He's going to get us through it. But often, if I'm honest with myself as well as believers, where we drop the ball and don't yield to this verse is right in the middle in the everyday mundane. When things are, they're good. They're not great. They're not real bad, but they're predictable. And we just get contempt. And we just come off of rejoicing always. And um, that's a, a real sure way, the Bible says, to get outside of the will of God. So I just want to encourage us, step one, um, to choose to be glad in whatever it is. You know, I've got a couple of fun stories, if I can remember. I've got millions, and you guys probably do as well. But rejoicing. Yeah, I'll go ahead and share this one. I thought of because it was a recent one. Shared it with third year. So um, me and Judah were going to the airport and uh, had, had to catch a flight and, you know, whatever. And we're somewhere on the interstate, don't know where we were, and my, my tire goes flat. My back one, thank the Lord, because, you know, if your front one going about 80 or 70, 75, <laughs> 80 if I was dodging it. No, I'm teasing. Um, but if, you're, if your front one goes flat, you know, you can, you can lose your uh, steering. So praise God right there, rejoice. It was my back one. Thank you, Lord. Because the next, the third one's in everything, give thanks. I'm telling you, this is where the men and boys separate. In everything, give thanks. Thank you, Lord. 
I love, that's what I was saying. I love that April opened it up. I'm, I'm telling you, if you want to, your life transformed. Don't look for the next prophetic word. The next man of God to lay hands on you. Just do this verse. Just step into an in, and it says in everything, not after everything. Anybody can give thanks after it's done, and I'm through the valley of the shadow of death. No, in it. Give thanks. And I'm, again, I'm trying to yield better to it, but I'm t- when you do it, the Lord's wind hits your life. You're like, thank you, Lord. Thank you that it's raining outside free car wash. <laughs> you know, whatever. We just find so many reasons to complain. We go the other way. And so the Lord knew he knows us. He's like, look, Paul, go heavy here. Go dogmatic. They're not going to form cults. There's not going to be a rejoice always cult. I promise you. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Just hit the internal word of God. Go there. You know, and I'm telling you, they're not going to get too heavy and form theology this often. Thanksgiving too much. Just, just do it. That's that in everything give thanks cult. You know, that's that in everything give thanks denomination. No, because he knows we lean, we just lean, we just negative. Well, and complain, um, murmuring, very detrimental, you know, um, I'll hit it in a second. I'm really just jumping all over. I have an orderly notes, but in the last times, one of the greatest attributes that's going to hit the globe is ungratefulness. It's right in there with like the top 10 being unthankful. And it's so ungodly. You know, you guys remember I hit recently with Jude 1, how he's like on a rant, man, Jude. He's on this holy rant. And he's like, God is coming with tens of thousands to bring wrath and judgment on the ungodly. He says this, that, and the other, the ungodly, this, that, and the other. Ungodly three times in one sentence. I mean, you're like, who is he talking about? Like, this is terrorist. I mean, he's going hard at it. And he goes, you know who they are? Read it. It's like about, it's right at the end of chapter one. He goes, they're grumblers and complainers. <laughs> You're like, Jude, easy. Like, whoa, tens of thousands for God's wrath on the ungodly grumblers and complainers. But when you give thanks, you can't complain. They, they don't work together. When you, when you say, you know, in everything, give thanks, it negates the ability. You, can't, you can no longer yield into grumbling and complaining. And so they're so beautiful. But um, real quick, back to rejoice. Another thing, if you study it out, it literally means choose to be consciously aware of God's favor. If you study it out in Greek meaning, let's just say, and so you're telling me biblically, if, if the Holy Spirit through Paul writes, rejoice always, number one, that shows us that we have the ability to always do it. So if rejoice is one of the breakdowns is, is to choose to be consciously aware of God's favor and grace, which is a supernatural empowerment. So I call it like a, one of these butter lanes. I was literally, I'm not kidding, going to bring three sticks of butter from the fridge. So that was going to be my prop. I said, no, that'll be pretty ghetto. I better not do that. <laughs> um, oh yeah. And I'll finish the flat tire story, but I was like, it'll get soft. And then if I go give it out anyway, <laughs> but you know, I love visuals when it works. Um, but rejoice, it's so basically like, let's say this is God's um, favor and his grace. If you're a believer, this was written to the church of Thessalonica. If, you, if you're not a believer, you must be born again. But if you're a believer, God's favor and grace is available to be poured out into your life. And to, so to rejoice is to choose to be glad, choose joy, but also choose to be consciously aware of his favor, which means it unlocks it. So anytime you don't rejoice, if you rejoice most of the time, praise God, you're probably doing a lot better than, than most. But if you don't rejoice always, we're, we're missing this verse. He literally says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, uh, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God uh, in Christ Jesus, meaning it's what the Lord's paid for. Christ, Messiah, like the post, paid for. Death, resurrection. So it's his perfect will of God, as I touched on earlier. For, for So for us to step outside of rejoicing is missing the will of God. You know, it's not a condemning thing, but help us, Lord. You guys hear me? Like, we're not trying to be hard on ourselves, but let's rejoice always. Pray without ceasing and everything give thanks. But choosing to be consciously aware of his favor. And so when you are, it unlocks it. So when you choose to be glad and choose joy, which again, I'm telling you guys, the world can do it when they're singing your happy birthday and bringing you a cake with candles. Yay! You, you, you rejoice naturally. 
dogs do. You're like, good job. They're like wagging their tail. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Come on. <laughs> Let's just be honest. You found your ball. Yay. <laughs> but where, where we uh, want to rejoice always is for certain when things hit really, they're really detrimental because that can be challenging, but also just in that easy state, kind of, mm, yeah, I don't know what God's doing, but it's, it's fine. We just get, mm, just in the month, we forget these type verses. It's not the extremes. And so we get trapped in the middle and we don't rejoice always. Rejoice always there. Well, I don't know what the Lord's doing. Rejoice. Well, but I thought this is how it's going to be. Rejoice. But my expectation was this, and it's not meant rejoice always. Because then when you do, you're unlocking. He's going to get that guy with the bass. He's there. <laughs> Sound ordinance. Somebody called him. Get him, Lord. Anyway. <laughs> But when you rejoice, you unlock the, the favor of God. I'm telling you, just try and challenge yourself with the help of the Holy Spirit. None of this can be obtained outside of not loving him, outside of not loving him. Intimacy and knowing him is the fuel to it all. So we love him, of course, above all, but from that yield. I think often we soak and worship and love the Lord, but then we're like, we, go, we slip right back into complaining or we stop rejoicing. We don't obey the word. I'm telling you, I've been in prayer lines. I travel all over, and I'll listen to people, and they're negative, negative, never complaining. Everything's bad, bad, bad. And I, I get it. I'm like, hey, I understand. Been there. And some of it I probably can't relate to. But I want to encourage you. The Bible says meditate on that which is good, praiseworthy, true. And then they're like, got it. And they're like, but, and keep going negative. I'm like, I can pray with you till I'm blue in the face. If we don't obey this book, it, it will not work. So help us, Lord, to yield better, and I'm talking to me. But um, choosing to be consciously aware, so know that as a believer, you have a bucket of God's favor, which is supernatural empowerment and backing. So say tomorrow, you go, you know what? I'm going to rejoice always, regardless. If it's mundane, predictable, blasé, rejoice in that. Thank the Lord there's nothing crazy bad. Thank the Lord nothing's, you know, super exciting so I can learn how to rejoice in the in the... Whatever it is. Um, because when you do, bam, favor. I'm telling you, I always go back to it. I don't know if Brenda's here. Brenda and Janet, they dominate this realm. It's, you, at first, you're like, is that real? And then eight weeks later, you're like, yeah, that switch never turns off. They, um, but re, Oh, so anyway, this is funny. Yeah, and it worked out because, anyway. So we, um, we uh, yeah, flat tire. And we've got a flight. Most, you know, if I'm being honest, most people freak out. We're going to miss this. And, but the Lord's not nervous about it, you know, you know. So if we find a quick exit. Well, we heard a noise. Me and Judah's like, Pow, you know, and, and then it got quieter. So I was like, oh, good. That was something back there. <laughs> but it's just the tire blew out. And, uh, and you could feel it. PSI gauge told on it. And, and, uh, and so we found the next exit. Thank the Lord. And look for a tire place. There's one. Like right there, it was too perfect. We were in the hood though; it was it was rough area, which I don't mind. I, I loved it. I'm used to that from my old days. So me and Jude, I just wouldn't send Zoe probably through there on a on a late evening. So me and Jude pull off. I don't know where we were. Pull in this spot, and um, and it was such a blessing, man. So thankful they were so close. Um, and we just pull off, hanging out, chatting with the guy. Sure enough, he's like, yeah, I'll get you covered. He was about to wall back up. So I, I was listening to him. I don't know if it was a word of knowledge or just natural. It may have been natural. But I heard his accent, and he sounded to me as a minister I know of in Nigeria. So I said, are you from Nigeria? He goes, yeah. And he was a believer. And so we get to, we get to talking and all this stuff. He was an awesome man of God. And he's about to take me and Judah to our flight and so handle our tire. And I was like, but we were going to miss it. And we, you know, we can catch the next go around. And, um, so we're hanging out. He's awesome. Beautiful weather. We're hanging out under some tent thing by a bunch of rubber tires. Just praise the Lord. Judah, Judah caught a mosquito, sent him to, to hell when he killed him. Those <laughs> never go to heaven. And, uh, so then we thought, man, let's go get something to, um, get something to drink. And walk across to a gas station you know, right there in walking distance. Ladies there, precious lady on crutches outside the store smoking or something like that. And we come up, she's, y'all looking for ATM? 
I was like, no, ma'am, just trying, just trying to get something to drink. Easy. It was just a rough area. You look very tempting. No, ma'am, just, just trying to look for something to drink. But I saw her on crutches, and we get, um, I told our third year this, we got some water that was horrible. We thought it was a brilliant idea because it was like a mineral water. Like it looked like it hydrates you. But rejoice. Thank you, Lord. I'm getting hydrated. It tastes horrible, but wouldn't buy it again. But, it, you know, thank you, Lord. So we uh, go there, and um, she's behind the glass thing now. You know, in the rough areas, I got the thick bulletproof glass and all this stuff. And so I go, uh, what'd you do? What'd you do to your, why are you on crutches? Um, your knee or ankle? And she actually wasn't, didn't need prayer. She had just had surgery. It was, so it was kind of one of the ones you can't really tell if they're going to be healed or not. So I said, let me pray for you either way. And um, I said, here, put your hand under the, I had to grab her hand under the glass. <laughs> and she's like, we did this. And I said, what's your name? And she said, Joyce, which is, it's funny, Rejoice. So I said, uh, thank you, Lord. I pray you'd, you know, restore her quickly, something like that. And I began to just speak prophetically over her, lit up, made, made her day and blessed her. And then we come back and talk to some other Nigerian man under the deal. Somehow they knew each other. And it was, a, the day turned out to be incredible and a, and a major blessing. But like just simple things where if you're not careful, you can quickly s- slip over into just losing your whole day. And it turned out I got these amazing tires. Didn't know I needed them. Able to bless this lady uh, and, and continue on with our day and, and catch back where we were. But um, that's one. I've got some other stories. I'll, I'll move quick though. Next one, pray without ceasing. Again, just three major keys that you can know you're in the will of God um, in Christ Jesus. And when we're not in them, you know you're not in God's will. And that's okay. He loves you. But let's get back. So um, pray without ceasing. Hit this one real quick. Our house, we, we touch on this so much anyway, we, we get it. But just to reiterate, I, I see it twofold. Um, not only in the secret place of prayer itself, the prayer posture, but also the prayer life as a whole in life. So to pray without ceasing, let's say when you go to pray today, again, if you, if you hopefully already did this morning, just spending time with the Lord. When you pray, and I love my man's got a shirt that says pray back here. Um, but when you pray, uh, the Bible's telling us to pray without stopping, without ceasing, right? So say you go into your closet, Matthew 6, shut the door behind you. If we're not careful, we'll pray get a text message, stop, check it, pray, get thoughts about, go do the laundry. And, and we pray while we're ceasing. We, we don't pray without ceasing. And the Bible is real critical on that. It's, it's the most important thing you ever do every day of your life is spend time with Jesus, whether in prayer or, his, or the word. And so first one, I just encourage that when we pray, you shut all the noise off, pray and be locked in, be sober, be watchful, the Bible says in prayer and don't treat it lightly. Paul's saying to pray without ceasing. And if you've done that, no, no condemnation, but stay in prayer, you know, while you're there. And then as a whole, from a broader overview in life, pray without ceasing in life. Because many believers, if we're not careful, we'll have good months, better weeks, and we pray, and then we stop, come off of it. And next year, you don't want to be any of those type of Christians. Are you guys tracking with me? You want to lock in. Jesus says, when you pray. It's not if or if you're in a you know detrimental situation or um, better months than others. And uh, because I did want to touch on that before anybody, just a side note, that gets too far outside of prayer and the word in a little bit, it's not going to be too well for you. I've just seen it far too long now. I got born again in 98. So my spiritual birthday was September just passed. I just began, I was a believer for 25 years. Got a long way to go, but I've seen enough. And anybody that strays from this book in a quality way for any length of time, anybody, I don't care your name, how gifted you think you are, who you run with, how many notches you got on your belt, anybody, listen to me, that gets away from this book in a healthy way, you won't last long. You're not meant to do away from this. It's like the body without oxygen. You have to have the bread of life. Man doesn't live on bread alone, but the word of God. And so, um, and then prayer. So I just want to encourage you guys that we are the people for the, find us in 10 years. We know the value system, the priority of loving him above all, knowing him. And we pray without ceasing. We're not excited one month because I got a prophetic word or a conference is here. Which, by the way, me and Tommy caught that, Chris. When you slurred them words, bro, for glory nights, it's going to be a drunken mess, I bet. 
You got to watch stuff like that. Because Chris don't do that, man. He don't slur words. I leaned over to Tommy and said, bro, that's going to be Swirlville. Chris don't do that. We'll see. But um, anyway, pray without ceasing. Again, not religion, legalism, but man, he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Draw near to God, James says, and he'll draw near to you. So we want to be a people that are steady, whether people see you or not. That's what prayer is. It's hidden. You don't need a pat on the back and encouragement every time we, we, we live this thing. Last one, uh, and then we'll start to land it. Third key, in everything, give thanks. I kind of already touched on it. That in everything, and, and look, it's very um, dogmatic. It's very matter of fact. Everything is everything. In everything. You know, um, I've gotten better now, but there's been situations I look back in the past I couldn't have done better at. But like, let's say, some of you have heard this account before. Where I was leaving my house, we lived in Baton Rouge years ago, and we lived on a lake, and I would drive to the back, whereas that's where the sweet bass were at sometimes. And so my kids were coming with me. I was going to go fishing real quick. And I go to back out, had a Toyota Tundra at the time, white truck. And I always go this way to the lake. I back out and go this way. Um, but you, you, sorry, I always go this way, but you got two ways. You can go to the lake. Well, I literally I'm backing out, never heard, and an inner thought very clearly goes, go that way. It was the Holy Spirit, and I, I overrode it because of my logic. I, I, or I instantly go, no, I never, I go this way. Strong will, my will. And Holy Spirit's like, knock yourself out, big boy. <laughs> I tried to, tried to told you. So, so I, I, I back out, and, and my kids are with me. Pull around. We're literally in the same neighborhood. I got, I got like half a mile to go to the back of the lake. Uh, a couple old ladies, older ladies, uh, are in front of me and they stop and there's a stop sign. We're just stopped in the middle of the road. I'm like, what are they doing? All of a sudden they just put it in reverse and slam on it. Bam, hit me. Their back glass flies up on the hood and the Holy Spirit's like, how'd that work out for you? You know? Uh, so cops came. It was a funny story. Kids will remember it. Like, she's like, I'm so sorry. Um, this, that, and the other. I'll no worries. We'll figure it out. Everybody's good. But the cop got there and like convenient amnesia hit the lady. She's like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I was like, lady, now you're lying. I didn't say that. I just let it play out. And the cop, thank goodness, he goes, ma'am, it's pretty obvious. Like your glass flew this way. Like you hit him. And, uh, but, but now, and actually we handled that really well. But my point is, I don't remember how, but I, I would hopefully even do better now where it's like, thank you, Lord, in everything. Not a loss of window. Now the insurance or whatever. Thank you, Lord. Now I know your voice better. I'm never doing that again. Help me, Holy Spirit. There's been times I remember I was preaching in Brazil and totally hooked a left on the Holy Spirit and I lost the meeting. And I'm, thank you, Lord. I learned. I submitted to the fear of man that the Holy Spirit broke out in this meeting and it was Holy Ghost mayhem because I, I aligned. All I did was align with the revelation I saw and the Lord matched it and moved. And so I'm sitting there and God's breaking out in my interpreter. I could sense was uncomfortable because we weren't doing anything. It's funny. I'll tell you guys this one time at a Jesus, one of the big Jesus things, because uh, they're not conference anymore. They're, you, you know, Jesus, like one of the 1920. It was one of those times where the Holy Spirit um, broke out. Normally I would see it in a dream. That's how I would know. I didn't know when, I, you know, but I would see it the night before and sure enough, I'd feel him bump me or something and then boom. And so I just sit there like, you know, why are you doing anything? He's here now. You know what I mean? So I don't do anything. It's the best type of preaching. And we were in a green room after one time, Marilyn Hickey, you all know, she's a complete legend Honor her to no end. She goes, let me ask you, cause she was in one of them. She said, what are you doing when you're just standing there? <laughs> I'm like, good question, Marilyn. You tell me, uh, you, you don't answer legends like that. You just kind of, you tell me, you know, um, but, but in Brazil, yep. I, I could feel their thoughts. Sometimes prophetics are strength, but sometimes it can play against you if you, if you submit to man. And I could tell they, they were uncomfortable. You know, I, I didn't want them uncomfortable, my interpreter. So I started to say something. The meeting, Holy Spirit was gone so fast. It was the driest meeting. It went from glory to flat so fast. As quick as he came in, he was going to quench the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, do not quench the Holy Spirit. But thank you, Lord. I'm so, number one, I'm so sorry I repent, but thank you. Thank you, Lord. Let me never do that again. Let me learn. You know, another one, um, NDS, maybe you remember this one, and I'll start to land it. 
and quote a couple of verses that are real key, that 121 one as well. Um, yep, fl- flying to India. Um, yes, it was when I was in Baton Rouge. So I connected in Houston, then Houston to Hyderabad, about a 15-hour flight. So about total 20 hours of flying or more. I don't sleep good on planes. We're in a different time zone, so we're all ragged out. But grateful, going to preach the gospel. And we meet Pastor Moses. He's an amazing man of God. And we're in a real impoverished area. And he, so we meet him in Hyderabad, and we drive about an hour taxi ride to, uh, to the train station, then the train station to go to his village. We're already 20 hours in. Now we got a, we're packed in this taxi like sardines. I'm not a small figure. And we're hour ride late, beating up on the, the roads. Get to a train station that we don't know when it's going to leave. He don't either. And it's, it's dark. I talked to William and Mabel about it before they, they can relate. And it's, they're metal and they, they're piling on top of each other, don't they? Yeah. And, uh, I probably could have done better here. So he goes, um, and honestly too, we were getting eyed. Me and my friend were the only ones in the area, like with certain things that we were getting eyed. I could, I could feel it. And that's when I knew like we got, I was literally, my old Brian was coming. I was counting how many I could take. If things got sideways, I'm not kidding. I was mentally going probably, I was looking at their sizes and my guy, we were in that mode, like street mode, survival mode. And, um, so, cause we were in a real rough area. So he, I said, pastor Moses, I see the train. Do you know when it takes off? No. Uh, okay. Well, when it does take off, do you know how long this train ride is to your village? Oh, yes, Brother Brian. He would call me Brother Brian. Eight hours. <laughs> I was like, Pastor Moses, have you ever flown? Can we fly? Is there an airport? And um, so, thank the Lord, he, we took a taxi ride back to the airport, and we beat the train there by plane. He had never flown. He was a precious man of God. We had, no, you got to put on your seatbelt. We're trying to help him, you know. And, um, but, you know, but by the end of that week, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm in India, power's going out. Like we're, me and him are sleeping, my friend in the same bed, a two foot rat running around the room, knocking clothes off the shelves. I mean, it's just mission field, hardcore. But after a while, you just, you're like, thank you, Lord. If we can yield to this book, I'm using an extreme, but may the mundane, all of it in between. And I find myself, though, a few days in, it took me a minute, but you adjust. And I'm sitting on the top of this flat roof. His wife would always bring me this certain tea. The one William makes amazing. I bet it's a similar. And uh, I was, look, I was like Rocky, man. There was, I had to use like cinder blocks for curls, exercise, and jump rope. And, but sit, sip the tea, wash the hills, and, uh, and just love the Lord. And a slower pace of life. And just regardless, whatever it is, I just want to encourage you guys, may we shift back into gratitude. And everything give thanks. I love it. William told me the other day, he says, man, I find myself nowadays, if my slipping my debit card in, thank you, Lord, when it works. I mean, there's always is going to work, but you know what I'm saying. Have you ever been there where you're like, I hope it, <laughs> you don't know where your, your checking account's at? I've totally been there. But anymore, and again, I'm not, definitely not tooting my own, own horn. I have a long way to go here. But uh, I find myself going here more, and there's such a sweet grace there. Thank you, Lord. I was walking the other day just outside my house. The wind blew through the trees. Thank you, Lord. Man, that's beautiful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for my daughter. So you feel his presence, man. Just start to do it. Thank you, Lord. I was telling our students the other night, I was just... Like uh, thanking him that I'm born again, man. Thank you, God, that I'm born again. Whew. Thank you, Jesus, that you saved me. There's just so much to be thankful for, trust me. And everything, give thanks. Everything, bad, good, whatever. Because uh, if we're not careful, we, we start slipping into the spirit of the age. And you can see one of the top ten in the end is ungrateful. There's Janet. She And we'll have her throw a mantle on you at the end for gratitude. And, <laughs> Um, it's just the sweet spot of the glory of the Lord. It's the perfect will in Christ Jesus. Always give thanks. Well, you know, whatever it, well, God understands. He does understand, but his book tells you this. Just because God understands doesn't mean it's his will. Trust me, we've got to align to this book. It just works. It just works and everything. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And, um, so listen to this. You don't need to turn there, and I'll, I'll land it. Um, 
Second uh, Timothy three. Sorry, watch this. It's so so good. In that in that it exposes where the world's going, and, and may we not lean this way. Second Timothy three. But know this that in the last days perilous times will come, which means dangerous times. Why, Paul? For men will be lovers of themselves. Perilous times comes from selfish people. Selfishness. I'm really excited about the next school on that one. But verse 2, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful. You see it right there? Uh, Can I get some Kleenex? Thank you, ma'am. But unthankful, unholy, it's a, it's a list, like a top 10, but unthankful is right in there. And I want to encourage you guys, we want to stay far away from it because the Bible tells us, and, and thanksgiving, oh my gosh, is all over scripture. You tie it in with prayer. You constantly enter his gates through thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, in everything. Um, and then th- this last one, Romans 21. Go there with me on this one. It's right after the book of Acts. The Gospels, then Acts, then Romans. Uh, Romans chapter 1, verse 21. This is the time I was awakened out of with the dream. Thank you, Lord, for water. Thank you, Lord, that my refrigerator works. I mean, whatever, find something. Yeah, hot water, Shireen said. Thank you, Lord. My car broke down. Thank you, Lord. My feet work. I mean, seriously, like, thank you, Jesus. And then choose gladness. Rejoice. Choose to be joyful. Choose gladness. Um, oh, that's another thing with every, in everything, um, not only in it, but give thanks, meaning it's, it's a choice again. You must give it. It's not just Thanksgiving can come on you when you're grateful, but this says in everything, give thanks, meaning choose to give it. Um, you know, it's a, it's a big, big difference. May we choose to be thankful. Um, it's so powerful. But watch Romans 1, 21. We'll back up to verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness because uh, what may be known of God is manifest in them for God has shown it to them. Verse 20, for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Here it is, verse 21. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful. It's so massive when we, when we get away from thankfulness. Um, and, and watch when you keep reading. This is really, really powerful. You say, wow, what happens when we leave thankfulness, Paul? You become futile in your thoughts. There's a whole other teaching. You see that? Nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts. Um, Futile simply means corrupt or polluted. We're just, as believers, we're not meant to leave gratitude. We're not, it's not safe. It's not a safe place. You become futile, and if you read further, it says your heart becomes darkened. When you leave thankfulness, you get corrupted in the mind. It's not a safe place. It's a fish out of water. And so let's get back and just choose it. And it can be habitual sometimes. You don't feel it, but you never go by your feelings. You go by the word of God. And you watch, you start unlocking the favor of God. It's so, so good. It'll transform. Verses like this, if yielded into, will radically transform your life. It'll bleed into your family. It'll touch everything, I'm telling you. Find all of it. Radically. And people are just negative, um, ungrateful, murmuring, complaining, but want the next prophetic word or next mantle to fall out of heaven. Knock yourself out. I want this verse. We, I'm telling you, we've got to be Bible people. And we love the prophetic. Um, we do it. We've got glory nights coming up. I'm just saying. Um, the generals walk these verses out really well. You rarely find them getting outside of rejoicing because they know the Bible says rejoice always. And you kind of look at them sometimes. You're like, are they in denial? No, they're just in the Bible. You know what I mean? Are they just stuffing their emotions? No, they're just being biblical. Well, you're kind of fake because this is a real heavy time. How are you giving thanks now? Because the Bible tells me to. And there's just this glory wind of favor hitting their life always. They just put the sails out and fly. Thankful. Thank you, Jesus. Flat tire. Thank you, Lord. Didn't know I needed to. So good. And um, 
So anyway, if you guys want to stand, we'll pray. David, do you mind helping me, man? I'm so appreciate it. And uh, the prayer team could come, please. We're going to pray. Thank you, Lord, that nobody notices me, so you can. And I can know you notice me. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. There's just so many areas. I'll never forget I was preaching in um, Pittsburgh years ago. It was one of the meetings where it just got wild, and I'm, I'm laying hands on people, and I normally try and catch everybody. But apparently there's one person I kept missing. I didn't see him. I'll get just intoxicated in the spirit. I don't know what I'm doing half the time. I'm more accurate then, though. And they were following me. I didn't know this through the crowd trying to get prayer, and I, kept, I just kept missing them. They finally, at the end of the conference, they're like, hey, you know what I found out? They came up to me, you, you never prayed for me and you kept passing me, but I found out the Lord wanted to touch me directly. And I'm like, that's amazing. Praise God. So just always know in gratitude, the Lord's up to something. That's, that's the, the butter lane. So it's so good. So we'll pray and um, open up the altars for anybody that, that needs prayer. But thank you, Lord, for, for your word and your presence. You're so very good. You're so, so good. Thank you, Lord, for David and Sahar. We bless them, Lord. Thank you that uh, thank you, Lord, you're the way, the truth, and the life. Thank you that wherever the Holy Spirit is, there's liberty. You're so faithful, so good, so good. I want you to just lift your hands by faith. I want to pray in, in our extended family online. I bless you in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for a fresh grace to yield to this book. Fresh grace to choose joy. To choose to be glad and rejoice always. Thank you, God. You're so good. Your loving kindness. Thank you for a fresh dose of gratitude, thankfulness. Let it hit the house, Lord. Let us thank you in the smallest of things to the greatest. Let us live this life. Let this be a lifestyle, I pray. Let it not come and go and be a moment and a wow that hit the spirit. Let it be life. Find us 10 years from now rejoicing always giving thanks in all circumstances, praying without ceasing. I pray for a fresh grace to come upon us all. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen.